Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia of News Force San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. It's another fan episode today as the NBA and your San Antonio Spurs are still in shutdown mode amid the COVID-19 pandemic. And with no Spurs news really out there, let alone NBA news, it's time to start thinking hypotheticals. What could have happened? Uh, what if uh, this happened? And what if X and Y happened? There's so many things that the Spurs could have done in the few remaining 19 games they had before the NBA shutdown, which, which kind of begs the question, what if the NBA does resume and go out Adam Silver tells San Antonio, hey, you guys got to finish out your 19. And all the, uh, all the other teams, they got to finish out their schedule too. Can the Spurs still pull off a miracle and make that postseason? We're talking about that in a while. Also on the show, the San Antonio Magazine uh, recently surveyed San Antonio. And one of the questions was, who was the best athlete, athlete excuse me, in San Antonio? And the answer maybe might surprise you. We're going to be talking about that and more with a fan representative coming back for a second visit right here on Locked On Spurs, uh, local San Antonio reporter Ed Ortiz. Ed, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. Thank you very much, Ev. Uh, happy to be here in our in our shutdown, shelter-in-place mode. You cannot get more social distancing than this right now, a podcast. Exactly. You see, yeah, I'm not in fact, impacting you, and we're not impacting the uh, listeners. But one thing that could have an impact on your San Antonio Spurs listeners is if the NBA does resume. And let's just say, Ed, um, the commissioner says, you know what, we're just going to pick up where we left off. Spurs, you got 19 games left, and your record is what it is. Y'all just coming off that loss. I'm sorry, the win over uh, Dallas. Hey, Memphis, Pelicans, Blazers, Kings, likewise. That battle for the eighth seed could resume again. Ed, if the NBA goes that route, the Spurs were mathematically still in it. Do you believe they could have done it? Short answer is no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, well, well, there we go. It, yeah, well, there you go. That's the end of the show. No, I mean, yeah. it's, it, I mean, I think we have faced the reality right before we got to the screeching halt that things were just going to be so challenging to, you know, get past those final 18, 19 games. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's interesting when you see these simulation games, and I'm, I'm very grateful that uh, you've been able to uh, partake in that. I've been seeing some of the mm-hmm. simulation games, obviously not just Spurs, but everybody else. And a right. lot of them are pretty close uh, to the nose there in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, you have a great game against, you know, let, let's just say the Nuggets or something like that. But right. then the next two games, they're going back to their old ways of, of lacking defense, uh, inconsistent right. offense. Nobody can shoot to save their lives, right. et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, even in this reality, if you were to resume and, of course, you know, oh, gosh, you have to have everybody knock off all that rust, first of all. Right. And yep. then, of course, make sure everybody is healthy in many different ways. But even if you get it back into it, you see fierce fighting for all those teams that are all for that AC, you know, the Grizzlies and the Kings mm-hmm. and so forth. And if they're healthy and, and they're all going to be hungry, and I, I, I don't want to say the, hung, the Spurs would be any less hungry but we've seen it. We've seen the inconsistency. We've seen pop chew out guys, both young and old. Mm-hmm. And you're just afraid that they're just not going to have that energy, that level of uh, immediacy and and critical. You know, you need to be just on it 48 uh, minutes a game. And if they weren't able to accomplish that for many games throughout mm-hmm. the regular season before everything went haywire, I don't. I'm not really 
inclined to believe it'll be any different uh, in reality yeah, yeah, if you resume the season. Yeah, let's just pretend it's starting tomorrow, okay, or later tonight, Tuesday night. Okay. Spurs resume action, blah blah blah. They would have picked up against Minnesota at home, and then they would have followed that up with a date against Memphis at home. Mm-hmm. Then they would go on to play the Pelicans. They come back home for uh, home and home versus the Jazz in San Antonio, then in uh, Utah, Salt Lake City. That right there is a little worrisome because mathematically, mm-hmm. I believe that the most the Spurs could have lost if the season continued were four more games. And after that, their destiny was out of their hands. That was it. They were going to need a bunch of help. That's the only way it would have played out to where they had some sort of control over their destiny. Right. I, just looking at those first few games, I'm worried because I think the Spurs could have dropped four in those, what, five or six I just rattled off? Yep, I, I agree. I mean, I think they'd be lucky enough to pick up two wins, but – that that loss, that losing streak, just really killed. It just really killed their chances, you know. And it's just hard to make up that ground. And we and we've seen NBA seasons like this. It doesn't matter who's contending. It's just so fast and furious for everybody trying to claim those uh, seven and eight seed. Right. Uh, and it just yeah, you could probably pick up a couple uh, wins, you know, maybe against Minnesota. Uh, but again, you know, you're talking matchups, and we've seen it before all this season where they're, they're games on paper that we should have won, and mm-hmm. they're just getting, you know, they slide off, don't shoot anything in the first half, they'll fall behind by 15 points or something like that, or they'll slide off again in the third quarter, and it's gone, it's over, they can't make up that lost ground. So, yeah, it's, I think, mathematically speaking, those first six, seven games, you know, right off the bat, if you if things right. start up tonight or whatever, it, you'd see it pretty quickly. Uh, and I hate to say it, you know, I'm a Spurs fan. I think we're all really yeah. good, faithful Spurs fans, but we're realistic. And I just don't think they would have been able to make up that ground. You know, you mentioned the simulations that the Spurs zone has been running uh, with the help of a uh, play NACL, which is a, um, a collegiate uh, E-League um, league that um, is helping me put these Sims on so far. The simulation has them six and four at this point. Because last night they would have played against the, um, or a couple nights ago, they would have played against the uh, Warriors. And guess what? The simulation says they would have lost that game. Coming yeah. already for this, this, this goes to your point and how accurate this is. But the game before that was at Denver. And the mm-hmm. simulation said they would have beaten Denver in Denver, but followed that up against a loss to Golden State in Golden State. That that was the Spurs all season, right? There in, a, there in a nutshell. Right, exactly. And it's funny because we, the simulation assumes, for example, against Golden State, that you know, Steph Curry, yeah. he is playing. I mean, he managed to just come yeah. back uh, uh, right before. And the, the Sim the did do that. The whole, yeah. The, yeah, it, so, it, it incorporated Curry back in. Right. And so he's he's probably going to be shooting threes and it'll be a night when the Spurs just can't make a three to save their lives. I mean, even just Curry alone, he, he's able to to carry the Warriors, even a bad you know, banged up uh, Warriors team. But you're right. It's it's those games. I mean, if you could have beaten the Warriors at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year uh, and you were able to do that, you know, a couple of times. But you you should have beaten them, but you won't. And right. then yeah, you will record a a win unexpectedly against a team like Denver. You know they're, they're going to end up with a what third or fourth seed, mm-hmm. and it's just it's that it's just mind boggling. Even now, you know we have time to kind of rest and think about these things, and it's just still stunning to think that you have all these inc- inconsistencies. I mean, mm-hmm. let's put aside 
you know, injuries and so forth. Everybody's going to have them. It's the way you have to cope with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I also thought that if you could pull off a mini win streak, you're late mm-hmm. and you say, yes, Coach Pop, he knows how to do this. He's been doing this time again. You at least have a DeMar and LaMarcus, but they've kind of not proven themselves totally worthy in terms of being the, the, the leader that you need, you know, when you had right. him, when you had Manu and Tony. So you had the rest of these uh, guys, and they're young and they're up and coming, but they don't have that experience late in the season to put right. together all the wins that you need to have to get to a playoff spot. And you're right, you know, this team hasn't faced this kind of adversity in, you know, over 20 years. So put that all together, it's just the odds are against them. Yeah, you're looking at uh, the longest losing streak of the season was eight. The long oh that's eight overall. The longest home losing streak was five, and the longest um, road uh, losing streak was six. So and then I'm gonna flip that by saying their longest home winning streak was three games. Their longest road winning streak was two games, and their longest winning streak prior to the stoppage was three games. So even that tells you just how the odds were stacked against them, that this team was likely to get more L's than W's to close out the right. season. And and Ed, I just rattled off the first few games. You know, towards the end of the season, had it continued, you're talking about dates against Houston in Houston, then mm-hmm. in, in San Antonio against the Rockets. You still had Philadelphia on the schedule. You still had the Pelicans to close out the season. You still had games against the Kings. And I know the Kings aren't, you know, the Lakers or the Clippers, but, you know, they were still – in the mix for that eight seed. You can't tell me they were going to be trying to fight it out with San Antonio. And not to mention to this end, they, they, you know, you mathematically sure they were still in it, but they could have used some help too, to help alleviate that pressure to just only drop four, four games. So, you know, man, it would have been dicey. Wouldn't either way you look at it, whether control their destiny or not, it would have been a slim margin of error. And then, and you have a team like rocket in, in the end, you know, they're looking to make those improvements to finally gel and, you know, control, like you said, control their own destiny. And then you see in Dallas, uh, you know, where you have uh, Luca and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're gelling too at the right time. So they're improving themselves. So it's all these teams that, you know, had rough going, just like the Spurs had, you know, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, but they're gelling, they're getting healthier and they're finding their groove. And the Spurs just, you know, <laughs> You can you can try to eke out a win here, a win there, but I mean that's just not the way it's gonna uh, it, it, the way to succeed, especially in the Western Conference, and they know that. I mean you, mm-hmm. you've got to run off win streaks left and right and dominate basically mm-hmm. as, as best as you can, and if you're not gonna be able to do that, then again the odds are stacked against you, and you're just not gonna get help from any other team. Does this maybe add to? Uh at least on your scale of pros and cons and yeah, they could have, or maybe they're not of was the fact that they were without Pirtle, that they saw Murray get banged up. He was out. They saw Walker mm-hmm. get questionable and he was out. Let's just say the NBA season resumes again. You get those three guys back. Does that maybe beef up the odds that maybe they can pull this off? I mean, this kind of rest, uh, if you want to call it a rest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Forced it, rest. It, yeah. Well, but see, but again, that begs the question because they they are not, no one's allowed to go into a facility right now. So it's right. one thing to just rest, but then also make sure you're rehabbing with the trainer and so forth. I'm sure they're, you know, having conversations with trainers and so forth, yeah. you know, via teleconferences and so forth. But the idea is then to shoot and, and knock off that rust. And if they're not able to do that, then you really can't be 100% for sure if they're ready to go, like, like you said, tonight or tomorrow. 
So again, I have to take it with a grain of salt, the idea that they're able to gel, be healthy completely, uh, and they've got their shooting techniques sound, uh, their defense sound, et cetera, et cetera. So again, you can eke out a win here or there. But like you say, we had maybe four losses left to expend, and out of 19 yeah. games, uh, that's that's just really hard. And then the math is just not in your favor right now. Yeah, and look, even if that, obviously we're just uh, those listening in right now, we're just taking the devil's advocate position that the NBA resumes and they're back and they had already primed the Spurs already and say, hey, get ready, y'all are going to play Tuesday night, later on tonight, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. There's staying in shape the way they have been. Like Marco Bellinelli, he's been um, yeah. very he's been a very vocal and very putting himself out there uh, since the uh, NBA stoppage has uh, start well since it started, and for obvious reasons, Ed, you know his home country Italy is getting whacked right now mm-hmm. by that COVID nineteen, and I get it. But mixed right. in his uh, his uh, public chats with uh, foreign outlets is you know that he is staying in shape, and that's great. Okay, fine, great, you're good. But he admitted it himself. He said that the longer this team stays away from the court, the longer it is not only for him as a player to find his rhythm, but just the, even the mental aspect of it, the physical right. aspect of it, mm-hmm. the chemistry aspect of it. So he's mm-hmm. very he, he's aware of that. And you got Lonnie Walker, uh, and you would appreciate this too, Ed. Uh, he said he's been practicing basketball with his dogs. So his mm-hmm. dogs yeah. are his opponents yeah. right now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but and obviously I'm being, being silly here, but there's still, that's not the same thing as, going up against your teammates in practice or even a, a real NBA game. And here's this too. I mean, sure. The NBA could come back, but what if they don't even come back to San Antonio? There's ideas floating out there that they can all find neutral sites away from hard hit areas. And right now, as we speak at Bear County, San Antonio is getting whacked right now by the COVID-19. Yeah. So there's just so many things going on. And that I think you're looking at a mess. Like no matter if the Spurs were to come back and say, Okay, you know, we got 19 games to go. Weesh. You know, look how they were before the stoppage. Look how they right. could be when they come back. Ed, your thoughts. And, and you're right. Uh, again, the, uh, that mental aspect that uh, Marco was alluding to, where uh, we, we saw challenges even before all this uh, amongst the Spurs players. Well, again, I'm, you know, I'm sure they get along great and all, but you've got to have really good chemistry. And you just didn't totally see it on a regular basis. So who's to say that continues? I mean, the longer they're away from each other physically in person, it's again great to text each other and teleconference, et cetera, et cetera. But obviously that's not a a substitute. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then when you get it, and then again, the whole aspect of logistics, you're right. Uh, If they do neutral sides and if they don't play Mm -hmm. in front of fans, I mean, again, we could, we, we've seen that even in bad times, like a season like this, Spurs fans, I mean, I know they weren't uh, as numerous as we'd like to see them <laughs> at the AT&T yeah. Center. Uh, obviously, part of the reason for that is because they just have had a, a, a struggling season. But imagine that you can try to play in front of no fans and maybe a neutral site. I mean, Spurs crowds can get really uproarious. They can really carry the Spurs in good times and bad times, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. How can you try to... <laughs> If you're down by 10 points, like, I've, we've got to rally. And that's hard when you don't have a fan there. And if you're going to play in a place like, let's just say, El Paso in, in an arena right. for 8,000 people, uh, that's as close as they can get to play this, you know, let's just say the sun. Uh, that's hard. I mean, that's that's hard for anyone. And, and that's hard, especially for a team that has been racked by injuries, 
that's been racked by inconsistencies and, and, and this inability for Coach Pop in all of his wisdom to put the right winning pieces together. So, like you said, it's just it's a mess. It's a mess for everyone to be sure, but for these right. struggling teams on the cusp, that's hard. Yeah, it is. And, you know, of course you get the other side of it too. There are some Spurs players that have been really quiet. I mean, not saying anything about what they're doing uh, during this NBA stoppage. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, I think the most he said is, oh, he can't wait for practice, you know, something like that. And then, but, you know, you don't say anything from DeMar, you know, but, you know, kudos on him, you know, for talking to the NBA fan base about mental health during um, everybody's mm-hmm. quarantine time. So good on him. But, yeah, it's just a lot, and you, you know, even even in this too, if they trunk the last nineteen games, that you say, okay, NBA tells the Spurs, okay, we're gonna lop off five games, but finish out fourteen. Okay, great. Then their margin of error is even slimmer. So, uh, no matter how you slice it, uh, you know, it would have been very difficult for the Spurs to pull off um, a playoff berth. But you know, you know, before we go to our next segment, Ed, uh, I want to ask you, and you're aware of this. You know, Rudy Gay, you know, he spoke to the Athletic recently, and he said mm-hmm. that he felt the Spurs were right there to do some incredible winning streak. And I just named, mm-hmm. I just rattled off the number. You know, they have the most they ever won in a row is three and be there in the postseason. So he thought the Spurs were going to break that record. Do you agree with him? Are you, are you buying or are you selling him? <laughs> I, <laughs> look, I, I appreciate Rudy's optimism. Obviously, he's as of late, right before the stoppage. Uh, he had been struggling. He had been, too, had been inconsistent at times. So, again, I appreciate the optimism. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a way to uh, jazz up a team in, in dire straits, you know, in more ways than one. Uh, but, again, I, I just I, I wish I could believe him. Uh, <laughs> again, all you can do is just try and, and actually put the product out there on the court and, and play the four, 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 uh, 48 minutes. You know, sometimes you have to go that extra <laughs> – five minutes to try to yeah. uh, complete a game that you end up, you know, you, again, we've seen so many times when the Spurs would be up by, you know, 20 or 15 and then they lose that lead, end up in overtime and then they lose the game. I mean, it's just it's terrible. It's, it's something yeah. we're not used to seeing in these last two decades. And it just doesn't lead, lead you to believe that it would be any better in these final remaining games. Yeah. You know, again, you know, as of this recording, the NBA has not said anything concrete about what their plans are to do with the remainder of the season. They could just say, you know, I mean, they could just kill everything in one shot and just say, okay, we're back. But whoever were the top eight teams in both conferences, y'all just start the playoffs. You know, there's that route too. And that means the Spurs Mm -hmm. not in it. And there goes the, uh, the NBA record. And obviously, you know, I'm pretty sure pop doesn't care. You know what about that stuff, but, uh, but yeah, but I th- I disagree with you at one point though. I think if the NBA were to come back, yeah, I, and they were to say, okay, everybody go back to your home arenas and play your first game there, you know, whatever. I think fans will show out, but I think eventually fans will then turn back into the oh my god, this team's losing. You can probably see it now. You know why did they resume the season? You know the Spurs were never going to make the postseason. This this is a waste of time. Why are we do this? They should have just ended the season. That segment of Spurs fans will right, rear their heads again when they uh, at. Yeah, and then I I was being facetious about that too, you know, on Twitter. It's like, let's just end the season now. Hey, might as well. And yeah. I, I obviously having any sports. I mean, you know, NHL season is in the same situation. You know, you only have a few games left before their playoffs start. It would be great to have some semblance of normalcy to get you through this trying time. But it's 
you know, for Spurs fans, I know a lot of them kind of already started tuning out, you know, long before all this hit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, and again, it's, it's, it's easy to, to admit that. Then we've kind of just resigned ourselves to the ideas like, well, you're not either. You're not going to make the playoffs or what? Are you going to fight for an ace seed and you're going to end up playing either the Clippers or the Lakers and you're likely going to get swept? I mean, what is the more yeah. entertaining thought? So you might as well just prep for a draft lottery and, and go on from there and just be ready for the offseason. So I can see both sides. I, I'm resigned to the fate. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, I'm ready to move on one way or the other. It would be nice to see Spurs play again, maybe try to fight it out for a few more games. But at the same time, I myself, I'm just ready to move on and let, let's get over this disaster <laughs> first and then get back into semblance of normalcy, uh, get a good draft pick and uh, just go on from there. Yeah. And then there's even that, uh, you know, with no NCAA tournament, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen to the NBA Combine. I don't know how they're going to do scouting or remember when they do the pre-draft workouts. I mean, how's that going to be impacted? So this ripple effect from this shortened season or stopped season is going to hit not only the Spurs future, but the rest of the league and the team's future as well. So it's going to be an interesting time in the NBA. Uh, But when we get back, Ed and I are going to be uh, talking about a particular Spur, individual Spur, who um, got a big uh, pat in the back from the city of San Antonio. But before we do that, quickly, just want to talk to you a bit about my bookie. Now, sports have come to a screeching halt with basketball benched, pitchers off the mound, but our friends at my bookie aren't going to let you down. You can stay sane, stay entertained with access to your favorite games like back, blackjack, roulette, slots, and more. It doesn't matter where matter you're out there on the front lines or quarantine at home. The fun doesn't have to come to an end with my bookie. You have video poker. You have, uh, well, online blackjack. They've got you covered with a host of live casino dealers online. That's right. They have professional dealers at their tables, live on site, 24-7. Your favorite squad sideline because of the pandemic? Don't even sweat it because my bookie has partnered with some of the leading esports brand to bring you wagers on virtual action straight from the court in NBA 2K20. Plus, you can always do your part by, well, to make your bankroll great again by taking advantage of shifting odds on political bets. See what they did there? Uh, you can trust the industry liter- leaders in times like this. They're reliable, upright, and best of all, they pay you fast when you win. So visit mybookie.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA for a, a 150% bonus on your first casino deposit. That's promo code Locked On NBA to receive a 150% cash bonus on your first deposit, and you can claim those extra funds all the way up to $750. Use promo code Locked On NBA to lock to activate the offer, and that's promo code Locked On NBA. You spin, you win, you get paid. We're back, and I'm joined by Ed Ortiz. He's a local San Antonio reporter covering you everything you need to know about the city of San Antonio. And also, he nerds it up with me sometimes, and I I love him for that. So, uh, Ed, how can they follow you on social media? Uh, They can find me on Twitter at Satscribe, S-A-T-Scribe, S-C-R-I-B-E. I'm also found at S-A Newsy uh, on Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook. There you go. Ed, 
you know, speaking of San Antonio, and uh, you cover all things San Antonio, the San Antonio Magazine recently did their annual survey, and they have some fun categories. This is a little background for those people who do not live in San Antonio understand what this yearly event is. And they'll have, you know, who's your favorite, you know, taco stand, and who's the favorite uh, news personality, who's your favorite radio personality. And one of the questions was, who is San Antonio's favorite sports athlete? Very broad, you know, could have gone to a coaching guy, could have gone to a high school, could have gone to some sort of semi-pro team, don't know. But San Antonio overwhelming voted for Patty Mills as the best athlete in San Antonio. Now, if you dive deeper into that article, it didn't just simply mean Patty's skills on the court. They also incorporated his passion for San Antonio culture, uh, what he does for the San Antonio community, what he brought to the San Antonio community as far as opening the eyes to different cultures when he had the, uh, I forget the name of the night, but it was like Native or Heritage Night, I believe it was in San Antonio. And uh, of course, that he's just very present in San Antonio. Do you agree with that pick by the city of San Antonio, naming Patty Mills and giving him that honor? I think so. I mean, I I think this is such a weird year, of course, you know, with what we were right. talking about in our last segment, you know, where we just – we don't have a Tim or uh, Tony or Monitor to kind of just stand out. Uh, uh, obviously, they've gotten their accolades, you know, in, in post-NBA uh, life. Um, but I think for Patty Mills, it's who's active right now, who's, who is seen right now, who's most visible. Right. And, you know, he is he's our standout right now, veteran, act, most active veteran uh, with the Spurs right now. And he's putting in a, a pretty decent year. He's trying his best night in and night out and in an otherwise very challenging season. But like you said, on the court, but off the court, uh, he shows off his community spirit. You know, he's, he's, he's invested now as a, as a resident of San Antonio with a home in South town. Obviously he's out and about, I've, I've seen him. I, I think it was one time when I was writing an article uh, in a South town uh, coffee shop, I forget which one. Uh, and there he was with his then uh, fiance. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the great thing, uh, about San Antonio is that we're not this star-crossed kind of town. We kind of just treat our celebrities, including our sports celebrities, just like a regular uh, uh, person. And nobody rushed up to him, you know, with autographs and all that. I don't even know if anyone really noticed he was in there. But that's what, who he was. He was just this regular guy. He comes across like that. He's very approachable. And I've, I've met him, uh, you know, again, many years ago for an autograph uh, when he was uh, at, at his supporting an Australian theme bar up in Stone Oak. And I think it's still operating. Uh, but then all those uh, other things that he does, you know, obviously during the Australian wildfires, you know, he did what he could to help mm-hmm. provide some assistance back home. And then, of course, you were right, talking about Indigenous Night. You know, he was the one who kind of thought up that idea. It's like, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've come up with other ways to honor parts of our diverse community. How about, you know, those who are, you know, Native Americans, Native Australians, Aborigines and so forth. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's, again, very active and friendly on, on his social media, uh, playing music, uh, even right. right now when everybody's locked down. So that's how he and his uh, wife are passing the time. So I think in this sense, yeah, it's a really good pick. It's a fun, you know, not contest, but it's a nice little survey. And I think that's a good way to thank someone who has been active in our community, but hasn't gotten that star accolades, like you say, of a, a Tim Duncan or Jordan. Right. So, but I, I think it was a good pick. 
you know, when I saw the results, my before I even realized who they who San Antonio picked, my gut instinct was it was going to be Tim Duncan. I thought they were going to give it to him because you know him coming back out of retirement to coach. Now he's back in the NBA in some sort of form in this way, you know, on the sidelines with Pop, and that you know he had still remained active. You know, his business is still going on on the um, you know the Spurs uh, practice facility, the uh, auto body shop. Um, you, you know, he's, he still goes to Spurs games. He, he's still a presence, even though he's not a vocal presence, maybe as Patty Mills is, but he's still around. And I, I thought that was going to be um, the name that I would read because of him coming out of retirement. He's still beloved in the city. But no, I, I kind of got to agree with you. I mean, Patty, you know, he's very he's very aware of San Antonio. And, you know, I think when they had uh, the event, uh, Dia de los Muertos, he was, again, at the event. He had his face mm-hmm. painted like a skeleton. His mm-hmm. wife was there, too. Skeleton painted up in her face, too. And he's always pushing uh, the San Antonio culture. And I think that is why uh, Spurs fans in the city of San Antonio, in this case, because it wasn't just Spurs fans, just anybody could have voted, uh, p- picked him. But it kind of leads me to a bigger question here, Ed. Do you think the Spurs mm-hmm. will retire his jersey number? That's a good question. Uh, that's that's hard to say. I mean, I think Patty, because the length of his career here in San Antonio, uh, and he's, he's got a couple was a couple rings, so you know, with right. us, um, he he's definitely paid his dues. Um, again, yeah, it's it's hard to say because I don't think he doesn't have that Hall of Fame numbers. You know, again, Tim or David or Manu or you know, but it just. Uh, if they do end up doing that, uh, that'd be great. I think I would be totally fine with that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not quite totally sold on that idea. Uh, but again, I think any other accolade short of that, I, I think it's great. Uh, but again, like you say, he, he's, he's proven himself a, a really good, uh, player. I don't know if he'd be on the top 10 list of the greatest right. players ever, but he's been really good. And especially even this season, uh, that, that spirit that he shows on the court, you know, he's kind of like that almost like an Avery Johnson, you know, he's barking yeah. orders and, and, you know, sometimes through pops dismay, like, Oh no, not again, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> but we've, we've seen that from Tony and, and many others, but you know, he'll sink a three here and there and like, Hey, he's in our good graces again, but away from the basketball court, like you said, he embraces the community. He embraces the diversity that's here. Like you said, Diotas Martos and other events, he, he gets it. He understands. And, I think compared to, let's just say DeMar, you know, DeRozan, he, he's, a, he's a good guy from all we can tell, but he keeps his head down for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. he, he does. Uh, yeah, he keeps a, an even keel, and that's fine. I mean, everybody's going to be different, you know, and even LaMarcus to an extent. And I think that kind of feeds into the idea that we don't totally embrace neither of those guys, but they've only been around a relatively short time. Mm-hmm. Had he, he played with these core guys, you know, for many years, and now he's he's the veteran that everybody looks to. So, uh, he but he gets San Antonio. He understands what we're about. You know, kind of a small town, but in a big city uh, mentality, and he embraces all that. And he's and he does it cheerfully. Um, and he's very relatable. And I think that also helps him kind of transcend everything on the court. I, I think he will see his jersey retiring in San Antonio. Um, I, I think that's the route he'll, the Spurs will take with him when he does retire. 
Uh, he's still that last link to the Spurs glory days, at least as player wise, you know, obviously pop is there and Timmy's there, but on the roster, the player roster, you know, he is that last link. Um, you know, he is the guy they lean on uh, to provide the veteran leadership from the day, the golden days of the Spurs era uh, to now and trying to infuse that into the new kids. And um, he's been around the longest and, you know, look, they gave the honor to Bruce Bowen, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he helped win titles. Like, I get it. Great defense. The, the corner three is what he was known for. But just like Mills, he's active too in the community. Um, you look at Avery Johnson, you know, his number is up there too. Um, I don't agree with it. I don't think AJ should have really seen his jersey retire, but, you know, the fans will point to, well, he hit the clutch shot uh, against the Knicks in 99 Perfect. to win the title. And, you know, of course, he was barking orders and, you know, his personality, you know, that mm-hmm. Louisiana draw and, you know, everybody lo- liked him and loved him. And he's still beloved till today. I-, I think the Spurs will probably use that type of blueprint to get Mills up there. But would you have a problem if the Spurs decided to do that, Ed? No, not at all. I mean, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to it. And like you said, again, we can – we can quarrel uh, amongst ourselves about, you know, who's really deserving like that Avery right. or, or, or Bruce, you know, kind of the lesser stars, but they were very key in helping uh, Spurs to get the championship. So, and, and Patty's right up there. I mean, he's, he's played a role in that. And so, you know, if it happens, uh, you know, and it, it's probably not that far off, uh, you know, uh, in the distance here for him, you know, he's had, definitely had a, a good storied, NBA career, who you could definitely call him one of the more successful Australian-born mm-hmm. uh, players yeah. ever in the NBA, and of course he he's also helped his team, you know, in the Olympics as well. So and in, in international play. So to that end, I mean, it it, it is possible that he could uh, get into uh, maybe Hall of Fame or some other accolades, you know, internationally speaking, definitely in Australia. But if they definitely, uh, you know. Uh, retire his jersey here at the Spurs, uh, I mean, I would not be opposed to it. And I think that makes for an uh, interesting, fun night if they ho- go through the whole show, kind of yeah. like what we saw with Tim and uh, Manu and Tony. So that I think that would be entertaining as well. Do you think the fans would have an issue with it? Yeah. I, I th- Again, I, I think we'll have fun on our Twitter quarrels and, you know, sports right. talk radio. But I think for the most part, I think people will be understanding of that. They they, they get it. You know, it's not someone who's polarizing. It's not someone who was only here a couple of years and like, what right. did they ever do for us, both on the court, off the court, et cetera, et cetera. So I think to that end, I think uh, most fans will be happy with it. Yeah. And you're looking at his X's and O's and just his numbers, even before the stoppage, you know, he was leading the team off the bench as far as point production and one of the better three point shooters uh, on the roster, you know, again, that locker room leadership on the bench leadership on the court leadership and uh, he had his FIBA Patty Mills nights too he had a, quite a few of them uh before the end of the well I said the end of the season but the NBA stoppage happened so um yeah I, I think you know his numbers they're not Tim Duncan levels or Sean Elliott or Robinson or you know those levels or George Gervin levels but I mean nor but neither were Avery Johnson's neither were Bruce right. Williams. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I would not be surprised if Mills, uh, if we see Mills's what, number eight jersey up there uh, one day in the rafters. And I think what would happen, the inverse would happen too. Like I said, he retires. And then years from now, people are going to say, from that point, saying, why isn't Mills up there? Why isn't Patty Mills? I mean, no, you'll see that segment of fans pop up. Because you still see that from uh, some of the older Spurs uh, fans that are still around. 
you know, where's Mike Mitchell? You know, where's his jersey number? You know, shouldn't it be up there? Where's us? Where's Captain Late? You know, uh, you know his number's right. up there. Okay, good. But where's um, you know, uh, Overdink? You know, uh, where's um, you know those guys? You know, from the ABA days yeah. and the early Spurs days. So yeah, it, it's always a it's always a toss up. But but this is good for conversation. But at the end of the day. I think he will see his number up there. All right. Uh, When we get back, Ed and I are going to continue our chat about your San Antonio Spurs. We're back, and I'm joined by Ed Ortiz. He is a local San Antonio reporter, and he's also doing his part to keep social distancing and washing his hands so this virus can call it a day because we need sports back. Not just the Spurs, but just sports back in general. Um, Ed, but speaking of that, have you been seeing the uh, some members of the Spurs uh, doing their part? You know, you got well, at least a few former Spurs, Matt Bonner, Monty Ginobili, mm-hmm. Tony Parker. They're picking up from uh, local area uh, restaurants, uh, pizza, I believe. Then yeah. uh, you got uh, I mentioned the intro, Demar Derozan, you know, talking about mental health and quarantine. You know, and Patty Mills showing off his guitar skills. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I had no clue. Um, yeah, and then you have Marco Bellinelli, who's been a big advocate as far as bringing attention to the uh, crisis in Italy. I think the Spurs have been really doing well for them uh, handling the situation as far as doing their part for fans and bringing awareness. Yeah, I, and you know, it's it's one of those things where that's been a, a part of the, the Spurs family. I mean, that's kind of the role that you play. They understand, or I think most people understand. Uh, that they are out in the community doing what they can to help others. Uh, and it's both what I've seen, and I'm sure you've probably seen it too, like you said, like today, uh, Manu at Prolo's Pizza up in uh, yeah. uh, Beyond Springs and, uh, you know, picking up to, to go. That's a great thing. And so they're supporting businesses, local businesses, however they can, but then they're also kind of showing off their own skills, like, hey, we've got nothing else better to do. So, yeah. you know, we'll have a little bit of fun with it, like I said, with Patty Mills and his music and, uh, and then you see others who are just bringing awareness to other issues they think are important. Uh, and mm. again, like Demar's very correct about that. You know, mental uh, health is uh, very important because there's a lot of vulnerable individuals out there feeling the most anxiety they've probably felt about many things in a long time because of all of this. And uh, it's good to check in on your family and friends and neighbors whenever, however you can, even with social distancing. So, so right. it's good for him to bring that out. But I think that kind of parlays into the idea or the fact that, you know, Spurs are always about family. They're always projected as, uh, uh, you know, helping the community and they're helping businesses and they're helping organizations and uh, all that. So, and, and of course, Matt Bonner, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know, former Spurs as well. So everybody's doing their part and they share that as best they can on social media and to say, hey, you know, things are tough right now, but this is a little sliver of positivity uh, and goodwill and normalcy. And, uh, you know, once we can get back to everything, you know, it, it, it won't be all the same, but at least, you know, we can count on the Spurs, yeah, former and current. It's like, yeah, these are good guys. This is a good organization. They've been this way for years upon years. So uh, I think that definitely get that idea and that message of, you know, we're a positive, good organization to, to be a part of. Yeah, it really is. And I'm, I'm glad to see the Spurs uh, players doing their part. Of course, the Spurs themselves, you know, putting aside uh, X amount of money for 
some of their employees that are kind of mm-hmm. on the short end of the stick of this NBA stoppage. So uh, all in all, the Spurs have been really doing a really bang up job uh, during this um, crisis. And of course the sports stoppage again, NBA season is stopped, but I mean, that's all over unless you're UFC or uh, they proceed uh, without fans. And I think then the WWE as well do it too. Recently on ESPN, they just went ahead with it, but they didn't have any fans. I think that's what they did. So, yeah, uh, and, and, yeah, you know, we've seen that, and it, it can be done. Uh, it, it looks awkward, but uh, I think it can be done. But obviously, the more important thing is to make sure everybody is safe. Uh, and you know, even if testing can be done, I know that's a terrible challenge right now. But it, mm-hmm. I think it can be done. But we we can survive right now. It, it, it's yeah. these conversations that are good fodder. Yeah, and I think sports is probably the last thing on people's minds right now. I think just getting everybody going again, you know, job wise, because I mean, they're losing their jobs. Some people have been furloughed and then you have uh, people confined to uh, their room and, you know, they can work from home, but at the same time, you know, they run the risk of, you know, running, losing their job if this thing continues on. So uh, all in all, it's just, just really good to see the Spurs at least trying to bring some sort of uh, normalcy and, you know, that rah, rah, you know, hang in there kind of spirit that you see from Patty Mills. I mean, he was sharing his guitar playing skills, you know, and even did one. He he did one with video of him looking like kind of out of a VHS tape. And it, you see little uh, words at the bottom he put on there saying, uh, wash your hands or, you know, stay indoors, something to that effect. So all in all, good on these Spurs. Ed, tell everybody one more time how they can contact you on social media so they can rip you apart for saying that, you know, uh, the Spurs suck. <laughs> I know they'll they'll have to look to someplace, but they can reach me on Twitter at Statscribe, S A T Scribe, uh, Instagram at S A Newsy, and uh, they can also find me on Facebook. There you go. Give Eddie follow. He's a really good follow, especially not only just for Spurs, but if you're in San Antonio or or out of town, but you know from San Antonio, you want to keep up with the latest and what's going on outside of the court. Ed is a really good follow. He really reports everything on uh, San Antonio as a whole. Uh, as for me, you can uh, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you find your favorite uh, podcasts, whether it be Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. You know, it's there, uh, as well as the rest of the NBA, well, Locked On NBA family, and see what's going on with those teams. If you're curious about what's going on with the Mavs or the Pelicans, well, go check out Locked On Mavs and Pelicans. It's all there. Of course, go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Maybe slow right now, but we're trying uh, to give you something new, at least something new each day. And uh, yesterday was basically, again, about Patty Mills getting the nod for the favorite athlete in San Antonio. And, of course, Lonnie Walker. He had a quick message for Spurs fans wondering what he's up to. It's all there at the Spurs Zone. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. But for Ed Ortiz, I am Jeff Garcia. And guess what? We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Locked on Spurs.